This is The Playground, and my name is Eddie Flewellen. I'm your host, and this is a rather special edition of The Playground because uh, the guests that I have today, I'm truly honored, as, as always, with all my guests, I'm, I'm especially honored that, that Akili Nixon, um, lead vocalist of Switch, by the way, but little known fact that his day job is attorney for the city of Los Angeles. And I'm not going to screw this up by any chance as far as introduction. So Akili, I'm going to leave it to you to explain what it is that you do before we go into why this is special for me. And this should be special for anybody that listens. You're Thanks. on, brother. Thanks, my brother. <laughs> so, um, yeah. So even though I, I, I sing uh, with Switch and a Very well, by the, by, by the way. Anyway. Uh, thank you. <laughs> thank you very much, Eddie. I've, I've, I've been balancing uh, two careers for a while. And so during the day, I'm an attorney, I'm a prosecutor. Um, Eddie's right, I was a prosecutor for the city of LA for a long time. Um, but for the last few years, I've been a prosecutor for the state of California. And, okay, um, I'm sorry. So, 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 you, so you graduated. <laughs> <laughs> I love so, it. So I have these two careers and it's kind of cool how they intersect because, you know, music and law in a lot of ways go, go hand in hand. So it kind of, that was cool to come on here and talk about some of that stuff. Thank you, thank you. And like I said, I'm, I'm really glad you could do this. And, and for those who've seen Switch, I mean, we've seen you at the front of the stage and all that. And I was trying to figure out a way that was like, besides Switch, that we could have you on. And again, I thought, oh, that's right. Duh, his day job, his day job, working for the state of California. My bad, I'm so sorry. <laughs> so, and this shows how focused we are on the switch things that we do. But this is, this is like I said, this is gonna be special for me. And when I spoke to Akili, I asked him as far as like some music uh, law, um, some questions that maybe I can ask him that, you know, people that are coming up in the business might ask and questions that I've thought about over the years and all that. And Akili was so gracious enough to say, hey, let's go. So again, thank you, thank you. Uh, my, it's, it's my pleasure. Oh, awesome, awesome. So with that being said, let's go ahead and start. Um, I had sent Akili these questions, so you know he kind of had a chance to kind of look them over and all that. So we'll just start right from the beginning. Um, the first question I did ask: When should you hire? When should a band or even a soloist hire a manager or even a personal lawyer? Are they both the same? Are they different? Um, okay, yeah. So at question. the beginning, they they formed and you know, hey, okay, we're getting good. We need to have some representation. Really, really good question. Um, and and so before I say that, let me just say this to everyone out there. So I cannot and will not give any specific legal advice. So if you have a contract, if you have an agreement, if you have something that you need a lawyer for, you still need a lawyer. <laughs> you cannot rely on what I tell you as legal advice and I'll do my best not to be too specific about anything. Um, and I will just say one more thing. Mm -hmm. um, so I I'm a lawyer, I'm a prosecutor, but I have been singing for a long time. And when I was in law school, I took music law, I took entertainment law. Um, okay, good. And, and when I finished the class, I always knew, this is a little weird, but I knew that when I graduated, I wasn't gonna practice entertainment law. I knew that. I knew that I was gonna do something else. I was gonna go on to be a litigator, but I still wanted to know music law. Like I wanted to know how to protect myself. I wanted to know how the business works. Mm -hmm. And so this is a quick little background story. I'll try to do it in 30 seconds. So no, there's time, a very, please. very prominent lawyer in the Bay Area where I'm from. Very prominent lawyer in Oakland. Um, his name is Michael Ashburn. 
Hey, Michael, if you're watching this, what's up, man? Awesome, awesome. Michael, who has represented, when I say everyone, I mean everyone from Lauren Hill to Boyce to Men to Roberta Flack, just a very, very well-known, well-respected um, entertainment industry attorney and all-around good guy. And I, I went to Michael's house one day, went to his door. I didn't know him. It's a true story. Mm -hmm. I knocked on his door, cold knocked on his door. He answers the door. He opens the door. And I say, uh, hi, sir. Uh, my name is Akiva Nixon. I'm a law student at Hastings. And um, I'd like to work for you. And I, I was in school at the time. Mm -hmm. I said, I really want to learn the entertainment industry. And I will work for you for free. And I, I, I already have a job lined up after school with Morrison Forrester. Then I'm going to clerk with the Ninth Circuit. And I'm, you know, this rank in my class. And, and but I want to learn music. If you'll let me, can, can I come work for free? And Michael was like, yeah. Well done. <laughs> yeah. Right? So I actually went and I worked with Michael for absolutely free. And what I got out of that is I actually learned the business. I learned a lot of this stuff that I knew, you know, I didn't want to practice as a career, but I wanted to know for my own mm -hmm. sense of knowledge. I wanted to be able to protect myself as awesome. a young singer at the time. And so that's kind of my background when it comes to music stuff. Um, I, I learned the ropes from Michael Ashburn. And then Great. when I came to LA, Michael put me in touch um, with Virgil, Virgil Roberts, who a lot of people know, former president of Solar Records, okay. um, brilliant industry lawyer. Michael actually introduced me to Virgil when I came to LA. And um, so strangely enough, I have this weird thing where although I'm a prosecutor, I work for the state of California, I've always had my toe dipped in the entertainment industry so I, I, so I would know what was going on gotcha. on the law side of the business. A little gotcha. weird. How long, how long did you work for Michael? Gosh, man, probably like a year. <laughs> okay, okay. I mean, so oh, yeah. this was not like fly by night. I mean, this was not like just a whim. I mean, you went to work for him. Yeah, awesome. yeah, okay. like a year. And, 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 you know, just learning everything I could. He'd have me researching this or drafting that or writing. Just what a great guy who mm -hmm. let me just shadow him and work for him. And he and I are still very, very good friends today. Good. Um, good. So it's kind of cool. So, so that's why I have okay. this interesting background. So that's... Okay. You know what? Now that we're there then, um, and I was going to say this to the end, but I know I'm going to forget on the end. So I'm going to ask you now. So can you speak on like, uh, without mentioning any names or artist names or, or whatever, can you speak on any particular instance that you, that you had to deal with, whether it be positive or negative? Um, yeah. Can you speak on any, any of that? Yes, yes, yes. So... Um, so, I mean, I have worked on legal matters. Oh, and by the way, I didn't forget the first question. We'll come back to the first question. But anyway, That's, since we're there. Yes, I have worked on, so I have worked on legal matters. Um, it's what happens when things go wrong. Mm -hmm. I have worked on matters that have involved, um, so I will say this, there was a very large um, legal dispute that arose out of an event in Las Vegas, Eddie, in your home. Of course, there was a of course. Pretty big concert out there that involved everyone and your mom, uh, members of the group Aerosmith, George Benson, um, Neo, Bruno Mars. I, just half of the industry was involved in a very, very large event. And it was. Okay, and because of the people that you mentioned, this was kind of, this is rather recent. This was, I'll just say it was huge. It, it was a big event. Okay. And yeah, very recent, very, okay. rather recent, very, very large event. And, um, and as a result of, of 
the event, uh, a, a lot of litigation arose out of it. And I worked directly on that case. Um, I, I, I worked, that was just a few years ago. I worked were, on were, were you what they referred to as the lead attorney? Uh, I actually was the lead attorney <laughs> on, on that case. Um, hey, and that was kind I, of- You notice I got that right, right? So, <laughs> yeah. He was the lead attorney. That was rare for, and, and, for me. <laughs> And it was fun because, you know, you don't get to do that kind of fun stuff. In my, in my world, you know, I'm doing a lot of fraud stuff. And, uh -huh. you know, but that was kind of really, really fun because at the heart of it all were just hardcore legal issues involving contracts, involving a lot of things. But beneath the legal stuff were just really fun entertainment industry issues involving all these artists. And I probably only named like half of them that were involved because this mm -hmm. was a massive, massive concert. Kind of like, uh, you know how it is, Eddie, how like, you know, was switched to the show and there's like 20 artists on the bill. Oh my gosh. It's yes. a massive concert and there's like, mm -hmm. you know, 20 or 30 or 15 artists. Mm -hmm. Imagine something like that happening at the end of the day, just the whole thing ends up in litigation and everybody's. Mm -hmm. So, uh, yeah, so I very recently worked on a case involving a lot of them. Um, I'd, I'd mm -hmm. say A-list, A-list acts. Um, repeat that part again, it was? Yeah, so yeah, pretty recently I worked on something that involved a lot of A-list acts. Okay. Some of my favorite groups in the world, in fact. So, awesome, yeah. awesome. I mean, the Jacksons so, were involved. Yeah, the Jacksons. Are you serious? I mean, everybody was involved. <laughs> was, wow, yeah. okay, okay. Yeah. Wow, yeah, wow. Interesting, interesting case, um, interesting case that, um, that um, you know, the artists, they, they do what they do. You know, they're there to mm -hmm. perform and do a good job. But mm -hmm. behind the scenes, there's things going on with the promoters, with the artist managers, with mm -hmm. producers of the show. And when things don't go right, lawsuits happen. And mm -hmm. uh, yeah, so. Mm -hmm. and, and, <laughs> yeah. And, and for those that are listening, um, I'm kind of pretending like I don't know what he's talking about, but good Lord. I mean, you're right. You're absolutely right. There's all kinds of things that can go wrong and all that. And he'll say, I mean, things go right, but boy, when they go wrong, do they go wrong? And that's when the phone calls come to people such as Akili. <laughs> or you're probably standing off in the wings anyway, waiting, right? Yeah, I usually um, know when it's coming. <laughs> ah, gotcha, gotcha. A lot of times you know when it's coming. <laughs> okay, so going back to the first question then, um, if a band forms or if you're a solo artist or whatever, what, at what point in your career, I mean, I know it's at the beginning, but you know, when do you th start looking, uh, uh, I guess legally is the right word, when you, when you start thinking, okay, I need to start looking at legal representation here? Yeah, so, you know, the way I, I would generally answer that is, um, so for everyone out there who makes music, sings, performs in a band, um, although most people probably think of themselves as a professional, mm -hmm. you may not all be professionals. The reality is there's a lot of people that do music, they're hobbyists. And if you're a hobbyist and you just enjoy the, playing your guitar at home, um, then the expense of getting representation may not make a whole lot of sense if you're just a hobbyist and you're just playing, you know, for your wife. There comes a time when your hobby becomes a profession. Uh, right. When you go from being a hobbyist to being a professional. And you'll usually know when that is when you start getting paid. Mm -hmm. So the first time someone hears you at your cousin's bar mitzvah and, <laughs> and they tell you, I want to um, be in business with you in some way. And here's how I want to split the money. Okay. Now they now, tell you as, as, a, as a lawyer, as, a, as, a, as legal. 
representation? As, as an artist. I mean, as, oh. as just an artist. The okay. first time as an artist, that after you've got off the stage at your cousin's bar mitzvah, or you've just finished playing at your school band, or, you know, you're a hobbyist right now, you're having fun. Mm -hmm. But mm -hmm. the first time someone comes along and says, you know, we can make some money. Ah. I want to do a deal with you. And here's how we're going to split the money. The first time it is apparent that there is going to be some money involved and how that money gets divided depends on some agreement. Mm -hmm. It's time to call a lawyer. Oh. Time to call a lawyer. Because how money gets divided, whether it's royalties or, or there's a million ways to make money in this industry, but how that money gets divided is always going to be pursuant to some agreement, some deal, some contract. Um, and the odds are always going to be high that the person on the other end of that deal knows more than you do. Mm -hmm. The odds mm -hmm. are always high that that person on the other end of that deal knows more than you. And all you want to do is make sure that when you enter into that deal, you are protected. Mm -hmm. And I know it, it sounds crazy. Like, you know, you haven't sold any record yet. You're not rich yet. In fact, right. you're not rich right. at all. You don't right. have anything yet. Right. All you and I was just going to mention, I was just going to mention, just at the word lawyer, just at the word attorney, you're, you're thinking dollars. You're thinking dollars that are going out, you know, exactly. I don't have. Exactly. So, you haven't so. made a penny yet. You're mm -hmm. just, Phil, you're a Chili Nixon in Oakland and you haven't made one dime from music yet. But someone has come to you and said, if this works out, we're going to be rich. Mm -hmm. I promise you. If what you do next is not the right thing, that guy's right. If it works out, somebody's going to be rich. Mm -hmm. <laughs> He's right. If it works out, someone will be rich, but it won't be you. Mm. If, 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 if that is not the moment when you get someone involved who knows what they are doing to make sure that in the event this is successful, this agreement will protect me. I promise you the agreement will not protect you. It, it's oh, just okay. a unique thing about the music industry. Music mm -hmm. industry is not like TV. It's not like movies. All these other fields where the, the, the unions are a lot more powerful mm -hmm. and the practices are different. In the music industry, it truly is the Wild West. There's no one to protect you. It's the only industry where you will go into an agreement with somebody thinking that you both are going to be rich. That's you will succeed. Mm -hmm. You'll succeed. In mm -hmm. fact, y'all will make $20 million. Mm -hmm. They'll get all of it. You'll get a bill. <laughs> True. <laughs> not only will you not make any money, they're going to tell you that of this $20 million we just made, you owe me some money. Right, right. It, so it is a brutal, brutal business. And so mm -hmm. I would say, you know, when do you get a lawyer? I would tell anyone, and my friends ask me this stuff all the time. Mm -hmm. I always say the first time that someone comes to you with an agreement and that agreement is going gonna, is gonna to determine how money is going to be split, you should mm -hmm. talk to a lawyer. And, and, and lawyers aren't expensive as you think. So They're not. No, oh, they're not as wow. expensive as you oh, think. Okay, so, so we that's all, good to know. Yeah, mm -hmm. we all mm -hmm. think that we're gonna have to walk in the door and pay someone, you know, a boatload of money for right. 
you know, a simple contract, but that's really just not true. Mm-hmm. And that, and that, you know, every attorney is different and attorneys will work with artists mm-hmm. to work out something that is, is, is manageable. And, and I remember one time, another, this is a true story. Um, I've had a couple of things going on in my life. One involves music with Switch. Other things involve television. I was working on a show and um, I had a contract and I was, anyways, I, I, was, I was being offered some things and I didn't know anything about the TV industry. It's a very, okay. very different industry. Right. And I was shooting, anyways, and I, I remember calling an attorney and he's a very prominent, well-known attorney. Mm-hmm. I won't say his name, except I'll say this. He was actually Switch's lawyer early on in your career. Are you going to make me think? Oh, oh and, okay. I, and, I didn't, and I didn't know it at the time. Uh-huh. I actually didn't uh-huh. know it. Greg uh-huh. told me this later. Greg told me, oh, yeah, that was, my, that was our lawyer. Uh-huh. <laughs> I didn't even know uh-huh. it. Greg Williams. Mm-hmm. And, and, and I, called, I called the attorney. I said, I need help with something. He goes, well, what's your timeline? I said, well, it's like tomorrow. I'll never forget this attorney talked to the other side, threw together a term sheet, threw together a contract in no time, just in no time. Mm-hmm. And, and it wasn't a full, it wasn't what we call a long form contract. It was a mm-hmm. term sheet. It was to make sure that all sides knew what the general parameters of the deal would be. Something you could agree to pretty quickly. Wow. The okay. long form that comes later. Mm-hmm. And I remember he threw that together so quick and charged me, honestly, what was close to nothing to, wow. really make, to make sure wow. I was protected. And, and it just, and I remember I thought it would cost so much. It cost close to nothing. And that instance, that attorney was interested in, in the relationship. Mm. He, okay. wanted, he wanted to, to make sure I, he had me as a client. Gotcha, gotcha other things that were going to be, he wanted a relationship. And so to get that relationship started, he charged me almost nothing for something to put together in about, in no time, he threw it together. So, so, so in in your experience then, I mean, even in the beginning, in your experience, like most of the attorneys that you, that you dealt with, because I'm I'm thinking now, you know, I mean, even, I'm sorry, before now, the attorneys, lawyers, I mean, just the word is already intimidating. Yeah, yeah. And, and like you said before, I, I'm already thinking, okay, money's going to go out. And your experience, is, is it like that at all? Are they pretty much like open door, like, hey, come on in, let's sit down and talk? Or Every attorney I know are, are the coolest people I know. Oh, wow. And okay. so when I was younger, when I thought of an attorney, I thought of, I don't want to sound, you know, racist, but I thought of an old white guy in mm-hmm. this smoke-filled building mm-hmm. with mahogany desks. Mm-hmm. And I was going to walk in and big cigar, big, big cigar. cigar. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> and as soon as I walk in the door, I got to just hand down some big wad of money. Uh-huh. Right. The right. reality is, that's just not true. The reality is a lot of the attorneys out there, um, they are uh, just regular down to earth people who've been in the okay. business a long time. Look, they know you just started. They uh-huh. know you don't have nothing. They know you haven't had any success yet. God, <laughs> they okay. know all that. And just as, as, as much as you want to be protected, they want to protect you too. Okay. And so they okay. want to find a way that they can protect you in a way that's economical and that makes sense for both of you guys. They'll work with you. Every attorney mm-hmm. I know will work with you and uh, make sure that at the end of the day, it's a win-win for everybody. They gotcha. really will. 
And so, that's so, what, so quick question. I'm, I'm sorry, real, real quick question. Since okay. we're there, uh, even on the initial call, okay, I have a lawyer or somebody recommended a lawyer or whatever. I have an initial call. Do, does the clock start at the call or is there like a conversation? Well, listen, uh, uh, Mr. Nixon, this is what this is what I do. This is what I want to do. Can you help me? Every at what attorney, point does the clock start? And you know, do every you attorney's different. Every, oh, okay. every attorney's different. So some attorneys they charge what's called a consultation fee, and they do that because they know that you know, their time is not free. And what you really need is not, it depends on what the issue is. Sometimes mm -hmm. you don't need me to draft a contract for you. Mm -hmm. Sometimes you don't need me to negotiate something on your behalf. Sometimes all you need is just some advice. Mm -hmm. All you need is a little bit of guidance. Mm -hmm. and, and sometimes for me to give you that guidance, um, uh, uh, it's not going to take a lot of time. So some attorneys will charge like a, a small consultation fee mm -hmm. just to be able to come in and have that initial consultation or you, you get an exchange of information okay. because their time itself is not free. Mm -hmm. Then there are other attorneys that have a completely different business model. There are other attorneys that that initial consultation, they're not going to charge you for that. Okay. Um, that's more that, of a relationship build. Yeah, it's not their business model. Because if they're not going to okay. take the case, they're not interested. If they're not going to bring you on as a client, they're not going to charge you. Uh, um, okay. There is no consultation fee. Um, that depends on, a lot of times, what it is you're talking to a lawyer about mm -hmm. and that lawyer's particular business model. And every attorney has a different business model. I've seen both. I've mm -hmm. seen, um, uh, when I was in private practice, we didn't charge for consultation fees. Mm -hmm. um, and sometimes... Uh, we would put in significant work just to decide if we were going to take a client sometimes. And, wow. and, and, and we did that work for free if, if we didn't take mm -hmm. that client. But if we ended up getting that client and doing the work, um, it, it was more than worth the effort that we put in up front. Um, okay. And so it, it all depends. Every attorney is different. Sometimes we'll oh. charge for consultation. Sometimes we won't. Every way is different. Okay. Okay. Um, the, the differences between, and I, I'm sure there are obvious differences between uh, a music attorney and a personal manager. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, first of all, who, who is over who in that relationship? Or are we just talking about two totally different subjects here? Totally different things. Okay. So the, I, the titles can sometimes, um, people think the titles can be more important than the job. Mm -hmm. In, in mm -hmm. That's not true. Mm -hmm. So in this industry, there are very, very powerful lawyers. Okay. There are also very, very powerful managers. Exactly. There are also very, very powerful agents. Thank there you. Are okay. Also, and, and so how that and the balance, agent and the manager are different. Totally different. Wow. So okay. how that balance of power plays itself out really depends on who you have your representation um and so but their jobs are are i, I want to say um you know the jobs are different there, there are different jobs but i can't say who is more powerful because power doesn't come from a title it mm. comes from your ability to help your client achieve their goals mm -hmm. and sometimes uh you know there are managers that have the ability to help their clients achieve their goals with a phone call there are lawyers that can help their clients achieve their goals with a phone call. You know, mm -hmm. what we call like pressing the button, 
mm-hmm. you know, there are people that can press the button for you, um, mm-hmm. depending on what it is you're doing and, and, and yeah, and their relative level of power. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. so, um, so managers are, are really, really important because yeah, I mean, you need an attorney because you, you should not enter into any agreement without one. Okay. You also need okay. a manager because it is really hard to be spending the bulk of your time devoted to your art mm-hmm. and the bulk of your time devoted to how to promote your art. Mm-hmm. Those are really different things. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Can one person do both? Theoretically. Mm-hmm. But, <laughs> but <laughs> I think if you are an artist, you would probably be better served by allowing someone who has mastered the business. Uh-huh. Let them handle the business. Got it. Got I, mean, it. I, I don't want I don't I don't ever want to insult anyone. I don't ever want, want me to think I'm saying the artists aren't smart or anything like that. Right, 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 right. Um right. yeah. Okay. <laughs> but, but but it's good to have someone who who knows the ins and outs. They know where all the bodies are buried. They know mm-hmm. where all the, you know, it's like the music industry is like, it's full of trap doors. Like, mm-hmm. you know those video games? Is it Donkey Kong? Mm-hmm. Where you'd be running, <laughs> all the, boom, you'd be down the floor. Uh-huh. Right? Uh-huh. Like a video uh-huh. game. One right. minute you're running, next thing, boom, you're right. The industry, all of those, right? Uh-huh. And a good manager, he knows where they are long before you see them. Uh, long okay. before you see them. You guys mm-hmm. are running together, and he's like, all right, avoid that. There's a big mm-hmm. trap door right there. Oh, and by mm-hmm. the way, let's not do this. There's a shortcut if we go behind the street. There's and again, you say this is the manager. Manager, yeah. Okay. yeah. And, okay. and, you know, really bright, powerful, um, you know, experienced lawyers oftentimes have, have a wealth of knowledge as well. Okay. A wealth okay. of knowledge as well. Um, but when you're, when you're starting your career, you don't yet have any agreement to negotiate, let's say. Mm-hmm. Um, you know you're good at what you do. You're, you're, you're a good singer, you're a good musician, you're, you're good at what you do. No one else knows yet. Mm-hmm. And you wanna let people know, you wanna get to the right people, you wanna get your name out there, you wanna uh, 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 make the right relationships, you want, oh man, oh, management mm-hmm. instrumental mm-hmm. in helping you go from Billy, the best drummer in the world that no one's heard because he's in his garage, mm-hmm. versus Billy, the drummer who's on all these records. Mm-hmm. A good manager can, can, can make all the world of difference between taking someone who's a great artist and making sure the world knows you're a great artist. Got it, got it. So, and you, you mentioned earlier, um, like when we were talking about the two, you mentioned, you mentioned agent. Now, how is yeah. an agent different from, agent is different from a manager in what way? So there's certain things only licensed agents can do, actually. <laughs> mm-hmm. So California law, um, so in today's world, we used to live in a world where uh, musicians were musicians, uh, singers were singers. That's just not really true today. Wow. Today, wow. the entertainment industry is, 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 there's a lot of crossover, mm-hmm. a lot of crossover um, mm-hmm. between, um, between what you hear and what you see. And between what goes on on records and what happens on TV and what happens 
on YouTube and what happens on Netflix and what happens. There's just a lot of interplay. Mm -hmm. And when you are trying, when, when you are dealing with the world of, 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 of the television medium or, or movies or, and, and again, today they just go hand in hand. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That oftentimes is the province. It is very difficult to you know, get in commercials or, or television shows or movies. It's very, very difficult to do those things without agents. Mm -hmm. Very, very mm -hmm. difficult. Mm -hmm. um, it's happened. It's happened. There's some exceptions to that business model, right? I mean, for a long, long time, maybe even still today, like Jamie Foxx didn't have an agent, right? He had, mm -hmm. he had a manager. He had, he had a different model, different business model. Um, so there's, a, there's exceptions to that rule, but as a general rule, um, everyone who's been trying to break into TV and film and everyone who's, who's, who's taken that road knows that one of the first things you need to do is get the services of a very good agent. And okay. that's hard to do. It's very okay. hard to do. In California, it used to be the Wild West. It used to be the total Wild West. Mm -hmm. And unfortunately, a lot of people were getting uh, robbed. And so the city of LA really led the effort to get state law changed so that agents had to be licensed. And, um, and so in California, agents have to be licensed. And so, okay. um, and, and that, that's good for everybody. That, that's good gotcha. for everybody. It protects gotcha. everyone involved. So, so yeah, so, 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 yeah. So is an agent, is an agent more geared to like the, like the movies and television as opposed to music or? Yes. I mean, yes. Oh, okay. Okay. Yes, yes, yes. So and a musician, a musician or a band would not hire an agent. They would hire a manager. Is that what I say that right? Typically, typically, okay. typically. And I always okay. say that, 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 that there are exceptions to all these rules. Right, right, right. Um, but typically in the music industry, typically you deal with managers. Mm -hmm. And typically in film and television, you deal with agents. Deal with agents. Um, okay. And, and they both do. They both do. They generally do the same thing, depending on the career. Or that's a great question. So, so an agent's job, right, is to procure employment, right? Oh, okay. Procure employment, mm -hmm. um, and like I said, you need to be licensed in California to, be mm -hmm. to mm -hmm. procure employment for your mm -hmm. uh, your client. Um, a manager's job in the music industry is much more than just to try to land you gigs or to get you auditions. In the music industry, a manager's job is really a, 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 what's the perfect word I'm looking for? It's that person who is helping to guide your career, mm. helping to guide your career from wherever you are to wherever you want to be. A manager okay. helps you do that. Um, and in the, in, the, in, the, in the television and film world, agents do that too. Um, and so there is some overlap, but, mm -hmm. but if you are thinking, you're in, sitting in your garage, you make music, you make beats, you're a rapper, you're a singer, and you're in the music industry, and you're thinking, man, I really need someone to help me break into the industry, that typically um, will be a manager. That mm -hmm. typically will be a manager. Mm -hmm. If you are in television and film, and you're like, man, I really need that person to help me get auditions, I can, you know, you know get me on all the casting calls, and I need that's typically going to be an agent. Oh, okay. So they typically gotcha. are two very different people. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Man, this wow, this is awesome. This is awesome. Um, <laughs> uh, as as far as protection now, getting into like a, a whether you're a solo artist or a band 
um, as far as protecting your name? Um, what are the steps involved in that? Or do you even look at that? Especially as a solo artist, do you look at protecting your name as a solo artist in the beginning? Or, and I guess as far as the band as well, do you, where, where do you look at protect, protecting the name? That's great. So um, I would not advise, so maybe because I'm a lawyer, I'm biased. I might have mm -hmm. bias on this. Okay. So there are two different things most people need to protect. And that is your name and your, your mark, your logo. Because okay. in the music, oh, and your logo. those kind of go hand in hand, right? Mm -hmm. like, like, like switch is not just mm -hmm. the word switch. It's, mm -hmm. The, it's the mark. It it's is the logo. the logo. You're right. Mm -hmm. Right? Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. when you think of like journey or you think about, you know, it, as quick as I think of the group, I think about their logo. It's just uh -huh. right away. And those are and, really two different things. And um, if, if I can share a story since we're talking about that, you're talking about like how <laughs> important the logo is. And, and you know this, on Switch's first two albums, that logo was right there. On the third album, Reaching for Tomorrow, the logo changed. And people had a lot of questions about that, you know. So, <laughs> is this is this switch? Did they what, what's going on here? Yeah. Now, and and for those that, that don't know, I mean, that's the album that's got like the uh, the the moon on the cover, the the blue album cover, and yeah. the switch logo is like entirely different. Um, and then we returned back, you know. And actually, I say we actually the record company decided, okay, we better put the other logo back on there, you know. Um, album sales were affected by that, you know. Um, oh. The fact that there was no album, the fact that there was no photo on that album cover. That's right. Album sales were, were truly affected. So and I'm glad you brought that up because the logo does make a difference. And once you find one, stick with it. Because if you change it, oh boy. That's <laughs> it, right. It, it's the same, it's the same word. It sounds the same, but just that picture of the logo is like, it's, it plays a huge, huge part. And I'm a witness to that. I'm glad you brought that up. That, 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 that's right. Because um, mm -hmm. it's identifiable, right? Mm -hmm. Like you, mm -hmm. like you identify. Like you said, your brand. That's part of your brand. Your brand. You identify mm -hmm. this group with this logo. Mm -hmm. So, it is possible for anyone out there to. So when it comes to the name, mm -hmm. right? When you're dealing with the name, that's trademark. Mm -hmm. When you're dealing with the logo, that's copyright. Um, it's possible. Wait a minute. I'm sorry. Go back. Repeat that part again. I just that just flew by me. Oh, the so, name is a trademark. Name is a trademark, logo is a copyright. Okay. Ah, so, please explain the difference. So I'm glad you brought that up. That is a great point. <laughs> so I'm, I'm sure you've seen that where people think that's one and the same and it's not. Oh, oh well, well, I, I would or think is it? they're not the same. So they're both okay. either, either US cop, copyright office. I mean, it, they're, they're, so the office for the United States that handles that, the US uh, 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 copyright and trademark office, um, they're all do the same office and they're all established by the U.S. Constitution, mm -hmm. um, but they're not the same. Uh, mm -hmm. A trademark and a copyright are not the same. Mm -hmm. And I would advise people, this is one of those times, I don't know if, you know, when you're still in your garage and you come up with a cute name, I don't know if that's when you get a lawyer. I, I probably wouldn't. Mm -hmm. um, usually this comes up when people are making records. It's usually mm -hmm. when you're making a record, uh, the label likes the name, the label tells you oh by the way um you can't use that that name someone's already trademarked that name right you get that mm -hmm. call right go, yeah you love your name right yeah. yeah there's another group out there with that name and you don't know it because they're in country right and, right right and and they're in country and they've sold a million records and you got to come mm -hmm. up with something new and you're like oh, right man. right and um, we did go through that <laughs> and and so if you want to know how this plays out in the real world it actually just happened is 
there's a very famous group called Lady Antebellum. Mm. So, look at it. I get it. Their name can be offensive. I'm black, obviously. Mm -hmm. I know the connotation of the word antebellum. Mm -hmm. But if you're going to tell me you don't like their music, something is wrong. <laughs> I love Lady Antebellum, right? So I do love I. So I, do I. I love so do their I. music. Yes, yes. And, and I bought it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and so on their own, they decided. What, what, did they, what did they change their names to, by the way? Lady A is what A, they Lady A, okay. So okay. they decided they wanted to be more sensitive. Mm -hmm. um, and, and be respectful for all their fans. So they took Annabellum out of their name and changed it to Lady A. Mm -hmm. Problem is, there's already someone named Lady A that I had never heard of, wow. that you may not have heard of, um, wow. that is in a different area of music. She's not a country singer. I, I'm not that familiar with her music, so I can't tell you what she's mm -hmm. someone. And they're going at it now. They're, the, they're, they're at loggerheads now. Wow. Um, Interesting. And I, I don't know how that's going to play out. So here's my advice to people. When the time comes and you're about to get a record dealer, sign a record dealer, you're about to put out an album. When you think you are no longer a hobbyist, you are now a professional and you want to protect your name, you can get a lawyer for that. Mm -hmm. That is not hard. It is not complicated. Um, a, a lawyer will handle the copyright for your logo. They will handle the mm -hmm. trademark for your name. It is not is that is something I would consider on the one to 10 hard list, uh, 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 one. It's not very hard. They'll oh, make okay. sure, oh, they'll do a search and make sure that no one else out there has already registered that mark. They'll make sure no one else has registered that. That is, that is not a hard thing to do for mm -hmm. an attorney who knows how to do it. It's very easy. But I would not, I would not advise you know, people to do those kind of things themselves because okay. you don't want to, you don't want to mess that up. You yeah, are, I was going to say, you don't want to screw that up. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. And make sure, you know, you want to protect your name and your logo, if you have one, if you have a logo. Got it. Got it. Um, yeah. It's kind of interesting, though, too. Um, um, now that we're there, <laughs> I'm going through a list of questions and we're like hitting on that one thing as far as protection. Um, copyright. Yes. At, at when should you consider copywriting like, like you're, you know, and I'm, I'm talking songs specifically here. Um, it's, first question. of all, def, copyright, copyright by definition is... Oh, is so your ownership interest in the intellectual property and the composition. Okay, now does he sound like an attorney or what? Does he sound like a lawyer? <laughs> okay, so so now you got to come back and break that down. <laughs> so, so every once in a while I got to catch Achilles. Like, okay, dude, you sound like a lawyer now. So talk to me in English now, and you just did it right there and then. <laughs> so so my favorite line from the movie Philadelphia. Okay, now talk to me like I'm a five year old. Got it. Got it. When you are a songwriter uh, and you write, you create something, there is a number of things that are created. Gotcha. Mm -hmm. You've created a number of things. You've, you've created this beautiful song, you've recorded this song, and you've created a bundle of rights. Mm -hmm. And I am of the paranoid school of copyright thought. The paranoid school says, so let me back up and say this. The second you create a song, you own the copyright. So that, okay. that part's easy. So um, copyright law, under the Copyright Act of 1976, the second you create a law, it's yours. Not a law, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. The second you create a song. Well, that too. <laughs> <laughs> second you create a song, it's yours. You, you, you comes out of your head. As soon as it's fixed in a medium, you create it. You hum the melody into your phone. As soon as that, that creation is fixed, it's yours. You own the copyright. Okay. Mm -hmm. 
but that copyright is not registered. And so, as, as you know, I, I, I write a lot as well. Mm -hmm. So usually, when do I do the copyright? Immediately. Mm -hmm. So there's two things. There's a copyright in, in the composition. There's a copyright in the sound recording. Those are two different things. Ah, different things. And so, um, so I just wrote a song yesterday uh, for a, a friend of mine um, so, to go into a soundtrack. And I wrote it. I did a, um, I did a scratch vocal here at home. Mm -hmm. I'm going to do a vocal tonight that's an actual solid reference vocal for the artist who's going to sing it. I'm going to send it to him tomorrow, right? Mm -hmm. Let me tell you something. Probably tonight when I'm done, I will probably fill out my copyright registration forms mm -hmm. for the composition. Mm -hmm. I usually do that before I give the song to somebody else. Understood. Now, every lawyer might have a different approach to that. Mm -hmm. But I'm of the scary cat school I of like copyright. Mm -hmm. So as soon as I write a song and I fix that song in the medium, as soon as it's created and fixed, I usually register that copyright in the composition. Okay. I do that immediately. Okay. Okay. There are reasons why I do that. Because now if I don't register it, I can, if you steal it, I'm going to still sue you. Don't get me wrong. I still own the copyright. Mm -hmm. But mm -hmm. there are different remedies available for threat But anyway, so I, I, I register that. And like you said, you still, if you, if you decide to steal it, you still own that copyright by virtue of the fact that you wrote the song in the first place. That's right. Got you. Okay. Right. Okay. That's right. Like imagine, uh, you built a house. Mm -hmm. I, I went out and I got some wood and I built a house. Mm -hmm. Well, it's my house. I built it. Mm -hmm. Right? But I still need a deed. I need something that makes it like official. So the okay. government okay. in the world knows I own this house. Got it. So I gotta go down to the county and I gotta do a thing with building a safety or I give them the plot of the house. Okay, this is the house. This is okay, you own a deed. So I have a piece of paper that mm -hmm. allows me to more easily enforce my rights in that house more easily right so more mm -hmm. easily enforce my rights in that house i have mm -hmm. a deed in my hand so the song that i wrote from my buddy and i already recorded it in logic and laid it in, i already own the copyright mm -hmm. but i like to know that before i have shared it with the world i like to know that i have done what i need to do to make sure the government also knows <laughs> Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That I own this composition. Got it. Got <laughs> I, it. I created this composition and I own this composition, but that's different than the sound recording. So, the sound recording, so there's two businesses in the music industry, the two big ones, right? Are publishing mm -hmm. and, and sound recordings. Record companies sell sound recordings, and publishing companies um, uh, uh, monetize. Um, uh, uh, composition, right? Mm -hmm. So publishing companies, record companies. Record companies make money from sound recordings. Publishing companies make money from composition, right? Mm -hmm. Different things. Mm -hmm. So I've created a song. I've written a song. I automatically own the composition. Mm -hmm. There's still a sound recording. If I record that song at my house, and it's going to be released on Keely Paul Nixon record company. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to be releasing that sound recording. I will myself copyright that sound recording as well. Mm -hmm. right? and, and now we're not just talking about hypos. We can even talk about switch. 
some of Switch's new songs mm -hmm. where we had to copyright the composition mm -hmm. and the sound recordings mm -hmm. to separate copyrights because okay. Switch owns those sound recordings. There's no record company. But typically, if you have a record deal, the record company will own the sound recording, not you. The record company ah. copywriting and owning that sound recording. You don't own mm -hmm. that sound recording. The record company owns the sound recording. Mm -hmm. You might own the composition. You might not. You might have mm -hmm. you, you might have entered into some deal where you mm -hmm. oh, oh, that's another Oprah. Mm -hmm. but, and just just so, just by definition, just so people know, when you talk about sound recording, you probably heard like in the past where talk about their where people talk about their masters, okay? Yes. And yes. those are the sound recordings that you're referring yes. to. Yes. They're yes. called the masters. So when yes. you hear that word, you know red flags should go up. Oh, okay. <laughs> so that's what you're talking about as far as sound recording. Yes. Anyway, yes. <laughs> the weirdest industry, man, because you know only the music industry. You know it doesn't matter how powerful you are you're still subject to the same unfair system, mm -hmm. right? I mean, who's more powerful than, than Michael Jackson when he was mm -hmm. alive, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, he mm -hmm. was the most successful artist who ever lived. And do you remember when he was, you know, walking around with horns? You know, mm -hmm. he, he had said Tommy Mottola was the devil. Mm -hmm. Remember the head of Sony? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Because, yeah. <laughs> mm -hmm. I mean, and then there was a time where Prince. Prince, okay. I was gonna say Prince was the same. People mm -hmm. might argue and say Prince was more, you know, more successful. But between those two, the two most successful people I can think of, mm -hmm. they both, at the end of the day, had realized how unfair the system was. And Prince was walking around with the words. With slave. Yeah. Because here's a guy who had just made probably hundreds of millions of dollars. And he didn't own any of his masters. He didn't own his mm -hmm. own. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Hundreds of and millions of dollars for the company. For the company. <laughs> right, right. And, and so, um, so, so as an artist who has a record deal, you will almost never, ever, ever own your own sound recordings. There's some exceptions to that, right? There's the masterpiece of the world. There's some exceptions, right? Mm -hmm. People who came into the business and said, I don't want your money. I got a better idea. Here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to, I think my stuff is so good. I'm going to license it to you. I'll give you the right to distribute what I own, mm. and I will and I will pay you for the privilege of distributing my music. Okay. I will own. I I will not give you ownership over my creation. Mm -hmm. Now this is not hypothetical. That's exactly what Master P did. He mm -hmm. I mean, they offered him millions of dollars. Mm -hmm. uh, keep your money. I got a better idea. Mm. Now he took a risk. He bet on himself. That bet worked out. Mm -hmm, <laughs> that mm -hmm, worked out. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And so what you are seeing is a movement afoot um, where artists are beginning to say, I need to own my own masters. Mm -hmm. Any deal I enter into with you, the record company, is a deal in which I will give you the opportunity. You will get a license to my masters. Mm -hmm. I will allow you to distribute. I will allow you to do certain things and I will allow you to get a certain fee to do what you do. But the ownership remains with me. You're seeing that more and more. I mean, the most recent of all the big battles really was Taylor Swift. 
Um, I know uh, Taylor Swift, she wanted her masters bad. She wanted a mm -hmm. bat from Big Machine. Mm -hmm. She didn't get them, you know, it, it didn't work out. Uh, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Because, and you know what, you can't get them back, right? I'm sorry, you know say again. I mean, you know why they don't want to give them back, right? Mm -hmm. That's where all the money is. Mm -hmm. no, nobody's gonna, nobody, no one who's getting free money. And, and when I say free money, I mean free money. So Eddie, imagine this. I hope I'm not going too much on a tangent. No, 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 please. Imagine you buy a house. You go get a mortgage from the bank. You buy a house, the bank loans you the money for the house. Imagine you pay off that house, but then the bank still owns the house. You never own the house. Mm -hmm. You've paid it off, mm -hmm. but the bank still owns the house. That would be absurd, right? It mm -hmm. would be absurd if you think about it, if mm -hmm. you were buying a house that way. Right, right. That's what we have accepted as the industry standard in the music. Right, absolutely. We've accepted that, that the record company gets to give you some advance, some piddly advance, let's call that a mortgage. Mm -hmm. You get to pay that mortgage back in full with interest over 20 years. Pay it back mm -hmm. in full with interest. Let's say they loaned you 200 grand mm -hmm. mortgage. Mm -hmm. You've paid back 400 million. Okay, 10 million. Okay. 10 million if you're Taylor Swift. <laughs> right. And not and not 10 million. Probably wow. a lot more than that. Wow. Mm -hmm. <laughs> if you're mm -hmm. Taylor Swift, mm -hmm. you probably paid them back. Man, I wouldn't be surprised if she's generated a hundred million. I mean, I wouldn't be mm -hmm. surprised. Mm -hmm. And they still own the house? Mm-hmm. <laughs> huh? Huh? Mm -hmm. Like just there's no it's just there's no other industry that would allow that. And so, I was just gonna say, sad to say, that is the music industry. That really is, you know. That's the music industry. No um, other industry would allow that. Where, where I, and, and maybe I should correct that to, to where, where a record comp company is involved. Um, yes. Because yes, yes. as you kind of alluded to, things are different now because, I mean, you can pretty much do it yourself. As a matter of fact, I was talking to a friend of mine yesterday, and he, the way he put it, I love the way he put it, but he was being sarcastic, but it was like, he was right. He's like, well, as far as where we are now, you're on your own. Now, when you when you hear that, it's like, oh man, that's not a good thing. But in this case, it is a good thing. <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah. In, in this yeah. industry of today. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Especially because you know everything's been kind of democratized, mm -hmm. where you can create your own record, you can promote your record, you can put out your record. I mean, there's still, I, you know, I, I'm still gonna say that there's something to be said for having the machine behind you, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, okay. We're not gonna pretend that Billie Eilish, who I love, who Same I love, here. <laughs> who I love. But who burst I onto the scene like, who is, who is that? <laughs> who I love. But I don't want to pretend that Billie Eilish, on her own, sat in her bedroom, came up with these brilliant songs, which she absolutely writes brilliant songs. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And then just magically, the whole world knows who she is. Mm -hmm. I don't uh, want to pretend that's true. Mm -hmm. Because I don't want to pretend that there was not a major label, which there was, that mm -hmm. spent years of time and millions of dollars cultivating and creating the success that you see today. Mm -hmm. I don't want to pretend that anyone just sitting in their bedroom can be Billie Eilish just because you happen to be different. Mm -hmm. No. Uh, Billie point. Eilish has a huge machine behind mm -hmm. her that mm -hmm. has invested. In fact, I was just looking at some numbers the other day about 
uh, about their invest about the investment in, in her and, and, and what the return will be and blah blah blah. You know, the record companies make a choice. We think we're going to invest in you because we're going to get our money back. So having the machine, if I told you it didn't matter, I'd be lying through my teeth. Mm-hmm. You know, the machine that built Billie Eilish, mm-hmm. and I don't mean her art because she did that. She she mm-hmm. created her art. She right. is a genius. Right. But the fact that the whole world knows about it, mm-hmm. she didn't do that part. Uh-huh. That part was done by one of the majors. I won't name, so I don't want to give him a shout out. But mm-hmm. that part, she didn't do. Mm-hmm. And so having that machine behind you, man, if I pretend that doesn't matter, I'd be lying. That machine right. still matters. Right. Right. That machine that actually ma- matters. That makes sense. Like I said before, I mean, you know, when, when she won the Grammys and all that stuff, I remember I'm like, okay, I don't know who this is. But when she sang, it's like, I should know who this is. And I, again, I, I became a fan. I became an instant fan. Great, yeah. great, great stuff. But I mean, to your point, I mean, that's a very important point. I mean, the team behind you is, if not as, if, if not more important than you are, they're definitely as important as you are, as the artist. I agree. You know, so. I agree. 100%. Mm-hmm. As important. Mm-hmm. Going, you know, going. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. Nah, I'm not saying this. No, 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 please. <laughs> <laughs> and, 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 you know, unfortunately, you know, we've also seen examples of people that had teams behind them that robbed them blind, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, what, you know, hire, hire people and then keep an eye on them. Mm-hmm. You know, don't uh, hire someone and then say, oh, I got a manager, I got a lawyer, mm-hmm. I don't have to think about my business anymore. Mm-hmm. All don't the more that. reason you have to. Now, I'm not saying... <laughs> that Billy Joel did that. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying that's why his manager stole millions and millions of dollars from him. I'm not saying he just wasn't paying attention. Um, I'm not saying that, I mean, I could literally rattle off the top of my head probably 10 huge artists who's, who had members on their team steal tons of money. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm just saying, always watch your back, pay attention to your business, and, and watch your front too. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, because mm-hmm. sometimes the people, you know, uh, what did Oprah say? Always sign your own checks. Right. right. Yeah. Good yeah. point. Good sign point. Your own yeah. Um, I want to go back to when you were talking about copyrights. Can you can you explain like what the process is as far as like doing with doing copyrights? Yeah. Um, we talked about like attorneys and all that. Um, um, it's it's not as it's not as intimidating or as hard as you as you may think. Um, I like to think the same thing as far as copyrights, but that is a very important step that you just mentioned. And since you've done it before, if you can explain what that step is, is that as it, hard as, as you might think? It is, um, it is really, really easy to do. Um, mm-hmm. Although I always tell people, um, I, I would advise, let me see if I can pull something up. So it's really, really easy to do. Um, I, I, of course, do all my own copyrights and I mean, mm-hmm. it helps, I'm a lawyer. Um, <laughs> you better. <laughs> I, I would, um, let me let's see. So, so when you're getting started, um, so in the old days, it was all done on paper. Mm-hmm. I have I, I have copyrights that I did on paper that have my, mm-hmm. my handwriting. Mm-hmm. That's not really how we do it anymore. Now it's all done mm-hmm. online. It's very, very easy. You mean you didn't do the envelope and mail it to yourself and all that stuff? What? No, I didn't do that. How, how old are you again? <laughs> <laughs> um, um, so if you go to the copyright office's website, if you just Google U.S. Copyright Office, it'll take you straight to the um, Federal Copyright and Trademark Registration page. Uh, you go right online, and 
it will literally walk you through step by step because it's all online now. It's mm -hmm. really, really easy. And which means as soon as, as which means as soon as you fill out the form, it's it's copyrighted. As soon as you fill really out and send it in, it's done. So at least the application's done. And ah, you'll okay, have the okay, receipt for your okay. application, but it still has to be processed through the okay. office. See, that's why we talk to him. That's why don't and, listen and to me. So, listen uh, to him. And so uh, if you go online and go to the copyright office, this is one of the things I'm really kind of proud of that the government got right, that they made it pretty easy to, well, first of all, you have to establish an account, um, which is free, it doesn't cost anything um, with the copyright office. And uh, I'm looking at it, I'm trying to think the easiest way to explain this is when you go to the US Copyright Office's website, um, they're gonna ask you some basic questions about what it is you're trying to protect. Is it a play, is it a book, is it a song, is it a composition? sound recording they, they, and in fact it literally says they actually separate them out on the website and looking at it now where it says musical composition musical composition that's one thing sound recordings something else okay yeah, so is it two different forms that you have to fill out per song oh and two different types of copyrights yeah. oh okay okay yeah yeah two different types of copyrights different copyright for the composition different copyright for the sound recording totally okay. two different types okay. of copyrights so, so I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. So if you're writing a song, okay, you do a copyright for that. If, you go, if you're going to record, if you have a recording, you do a copyright for that. Yeah. Okay. So, so the, the song that you wrote, we call that the composition. We call that the composition. The song that you recorded, that's the sound recording. Okay. Right? And so, um, and they're, they're separate. They are separate. You'll see them, if you go to the website, you'll see, you can copyright books. Mm -hmm. uh, performing arts and screenplays, mm -hmm. photography. You'll see a separate section for musical compositions, a separate section for sound recordings. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so for recording artists, those are the two you care about, is the composition, which is what you wrote, and the sound recording, which is what you recorded. Mm -hmm. And sometimes you're not the person performing your song. Sometimes right. you're only copywriting the composition because you wrote a song with someone else's been singing. Okay. Right? Okay. Like mm -hmm. the song that I wrote for the soundtrack. I'm not going to copyright that sound recording. I won't own that. that mm -hmm. That's not mine. The sound mm -hmm. recording is not mine. Um, the composition is. Right. Mm -hmm. So I'll copyright the composition and then I'm going to send that through. And then let that, that's interesting because it involves not a record company, but a, but a, but a movie studio. It's a little mm -hmm. bit different. Mm -hmm. um, and when you're dealing with, with movie studios, um, you're, you're licensing something called a sync license. And so that's a little different, but though, but you got the right idea on how to protect yourself is mm -hmm. when you write a song, you've written a composition. You mm -hmm. want to copyright your composition. Your copyright of that composition has a bundle of rights attached to it. Mm -hmm. If you have a song that you recorded, that's a sound recording. That also has a bundle of rights that come with it. So. Mm -hmm. Okay. And, and the forms are very easy to fill out. Um, but mm -hmm. I still advise that if you, um, you know, those are the kind of things that, you know, if you go to the website, I think, if, you know, I think it's kind of self-explanatory. Self okay. I think it's self-explanatory, but an attorney can do it for you so easily okay. for not okay. much possible. Really, really easy. Got it. Things Got that it. don't take a lot of time and that are really easy, and it, lawyers don't charge much for that. Okay. Right. Okay. So if you go to a lawyer and say, "Hey, I really want this song copyrighted," then we can mm -hmm. do that like that. 
That's yeah. interesting too, because I've, I've always, that you mentioned that, I've always been the mind of, I'd much rather pay not to worry about it. <laughs> yes. You know, so, yeah. and I mean, there are plenty of those things, like you said, you know, we're trying to cut corners and all that stuff, we're trying to save money and all that. And, you know, but then, especially I know with me, and I mentioned jokingly, my OCD, I would be thinking like, oh man, what did I do wrong? Did I, did I get it right? Did I get it right? And you're stuck with worrying about that. So like, like I said, I'd much rather pay the cost and not have to worry about it. That's, that's exactly yeah. right. Because, you know, 100% of nothing <laughs> yeah, boy. Mm. is mm. nothing. Spoken um, like a true musician. Is nothing. <laughs> so, and, and, I'll, and I'll tell you, I'm, you know, the only reluctance I have. So, you know, because, you know, I'm not allowed to give legal advice and it's a mm -hmm. very fine line. Mm -hmm. It's the only reason why I don't literally just pull out a form and walk you through how to fill it out. I mean, it's not hard to do. It's not hard at all, you know, for me to whip out a form and say, look, here's what you do. You have a song, you pull out this form, here's what it says, here's what you do on the first box. Here, it, there's nothing hard about it. Got it. Um, but I don't want to, I, I got to make sure I don't cross that line. Understood, understood, so. understood, totally. And thank you for that, too. too. Um, <laughs> as far as, uh, let's see, I have my notes here. Songs being used with or without permission. Um, is is that a, a thing like like I, I wrote a song somebody takes the song and they use it um is yeah. that person allowed to use that song without letting me know no oh, no okay no 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 so <laughs> that's what i was saying and a lot of a lot of us have run across that where all of a sudden it's like well wait a minute nobody called me or whatever and there are monies involved you know depending yeah. on you know, no mm -hmm. so that's what a copyright is it's 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 so when you write a song and you are the copyright owner, when you write a song and that song is fixed mm -hmm. and you own that copyright, it's yours. That's like saying, mm -hmm. can somebody just come and take my dog and walk them without my permission? No, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you get whooped for that. Mm -hmm. Like, no, <laughs> uh -huh. Uh -huh. you can't come grab my dog and take him. <laughs> right. It's the same way. My copyright mm -hmm. is my thing. Just because mm -hmm. it exists in the esoteric universe doesn't make it any less of a thing, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. So when I own a composition, that's my thing. Mm -hmm. You bet not think about mm -hmm. using my composition without my permission mm -hmm. or we're gonna fight. It's mm -hmm. gonna cost you, mm -hmm. it's gonna cost you. Um, and if it's my song, like a switch record where we own the sound recording, mm -hmm. you're not gonna use our sound recording without our permission. And in, in the world of permission, in, in the music, in the world of law, we call that licenses. Mm -hmm. We call that licenses. And so, no, 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 no. So you should not, um, now here's the other thing is, so with copyright law, the thing about copyright law is, and, and patent law and trademark law is you have to actively enforce your rights. Ah. You know, you can lose them if you don't enforce them. Mm -hmm. I always try to use other examples to help people understand. Like imagine you own a house. Do you know what adverse possession is where someone tries to come and they, they own, let's say, you, let's say you own 10 houses mm -hmm. and you got a house in LA. You ain't been in a house in 20 years. Come mm -hmm. to find out somebody else moved into your house 20 years ago without you knowing. They've been okay. in there squatting for seven years. I was just gonna say, isn't that what a squatter is? Yeah, they didn't squat well. Okay. They're, they're a squatter until they own it. And, 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 and uh, until they acquire it, what we call adverse uh -huh. possession. Mm -hmm. <laughs> until they acquire mm -hmm. it through adverse possession, they're a squatter mm -hmm. until they're not. And uh -huh. so 
copyrights and trademarks are very, very similar where you actually have to enforce your rights or you can lose them. So you've got to be very careful if everybody and their mama has been stealing your stuff for 20 mm -hmm. years and all of a sudden after 20 years you decide, oh, I think I want to enforce that. Uh, mm -hmm. you're, you might run into, you're going to run into some problems. Mm -hmm. You're going to mm -hmm. run into some problems. So, so copyrights are protected vigorously, man. I mean, mm -hmm. vigorously. You want to talk about I mean, vigorously, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. If you wanna, um, if you wanna see how how quickly they're enforced, I want you to, without permission, use Thriller or Purple Rain as the theme music for your show. Uh. <laughs> you wanna see how fast? <laughs> you wanna see how fast? <laughs> you wanna see how fast copyrights are enforced? Uh. Oh, boy. You, you, you'll get a letter before you air it. <laughs> it's just the very thought. <laughs> the letter is right there. Like, wait a minute. I was just, I, I... <laughs> that's, that's You're right. That season, this is letter will be at your house before you even. No, it's big because honestly, that's where the money is. The music mm -hmm. industry is cool because for the average American, you go to work every day. You get paid for the work you put in. Okay, and I, I just I just gotta say this too because I've yeah. noticed that with like a, a few of my guests, it's like whatever subject we're gonna go to. That was actually my next question. Oh, <laughs> different ways to be paid in the music industry. Oh, you're right. You, you just we were going right there. You just, oh, just wow. totally went there. So thank you, thank you. So we're just on the same page for sure. Yeah, yeah, like so the average Joe goes to work. They make their money. They come home. They spend the money. Money's gone. Work's done. That's that. Mm -hmm. The music industry, well, all the arts are so unique because they're the gift that keep on giving. Mm -hmm. You're not just putting in work for eight hours, you're actually creating something. You're creating an ownership interest that has value forever. Mm -hmm. and, so, and so there are so many ways to make money in the music industry. So, you know, how many people are songwriters where you wrote a song? And your song, it had a moment, had a moment. And, and you, made, you made money performing, mm -hmm. right? You were out there performing and you made some money out there performing. Mm -hmm. But then it was played on the radio and you made performance royalties for being ah, on the radio. And then you, you sold some records. And so you made some mechanical royalties because you sold mm -hmm. some records. Mm -hmm. And then your, your song was... Um, it was in a, a movie at the time, and so you got some money from the sync license. And, and then here you are 20 years later, and all of a sudden some new artist, they use the song in one of their songs. There you go. They sample mm -hmm. it. Mm -hmm. And they sample it. And that's your voice, that's your writing. And a lot of times, so I will say that with a lot of old, older records, artists weren't as sophisticated as they were today. And mm -hmm. so record companies like took everything, right? <laughs> mm -hmm. I mean, record companies just robbed a mm -hmm. lot of acts where they did not just own the sound recording, but a lot of those guys managed to end up owning basically the copyrights too. They were able to, uh, you know, for, a, for a, gosh, now here I can't say any names because I, I don't want to get in trouble, but there are some people out there who are great artists, right? Just mm -hmm. took, all their copyrights. I mean, mm -hmm, it's great. Mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. And so, but that song gets sampled today, 
And all of a sudden you're getting checks. Like, wait, what? That's so cool. Mm -hmm. Like something mm -hmm. I created 20 years ago. So I talked earlier about copyrights and how those rights have bundles. And so it's a really, really cool thing today. It's so cool today because first of all, there's a lot more money in the industry today, right? Okay, okay. So everyone out there who believes that Napster killed the record industry, that's just not, it's just not true. Good point, it's great point. It's mm -hmm. not true. Mm -hmm. The reality mm -hmm. is um, the record companies probably never imagined in their wildest dreams that one day millions of Americans, millions, and they won't disclose their exact numbers, mm -hmm. right? I don't know if it's 30 million or 60 million or, I don't know if they ever thought that the day would come that tens of millions of Americans, Chinese citizens, South American citizens in Mexico and in Brazil, in Africa, all these places would all be paying $10 a month for access to music. Mm. They'd be paying $10 a month. So whether you buy an album or not, you just buy an album. So there you go. All exactly. Tens of millions. Ten dollars a month for this individually. Individually, you're thinking, oh, that's not a lot of money. Multiply oh. that by the population. <laughs> and every, come on. Every month, Apple, mm -hmm. Spotify, mm -hmm. Tidal, mm -hmm. every month, ten dollars mm -hmm. a month, every mm -hmm. month from sixty mm -hmm. million people. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Every month. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so. The record companies are making more money now than, than they, they, don't, they know what to do with it. I mean, they're, making, they're printing money. They have a mm -hmm. printing press in the back and, and they're just like, like printing, <laughs> printing out the money. <laughs> and now, let, let me ask you there, though, then, I mean, because like, like you said, the record companies, are the record companies, I mean, I know like, like today, it's more the, the artist, uh, comp, the more the artist, it's more geared to the artist than it was before. Way, no, it's, way, it's, it's way more. What's what's the word I'm looking for? It's more um, artist friendly. You can say artist friendly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, it's artist. It's artist friendly as way as opposed to the way it was before. The record companies back in the day, there were like tons of record companies all over the place, huge record companies. And as you alluded to earlier, I mean, they pretty much owned you. You know, they owned you. They owned everything that you owned. You know, mm -hmm. today it's not so much like that. Or are there still like a lot of record companies, or are they just under the guise of you know, we're in, in the sheep. Are they are they a sheep in the in the wolf? Are they wolf in the sheep clothing? Did I get that right? <laughs> oh man, there's only so there's only three majors today. So oh, okay, okay. So we are we are no longer in the day when the record industry is not deregulated, right? Mm. Those, those days when there were multiple uh, multiple really substantial record companies. Mm -hmm. Those days are those days are over. Mm -hmm. um, in terms of the industry, the industry's been greatly consolidated. There's only mm. three big giant titans in town. Wow, only right. three. Um, now there are a lot of, I mean, the other flip side is there's a lot of people that can release their music now and they do it without a record company at all. Mm -hmm. Because you mm -hmm. can do that, right? You mm -hmm. can tour, mm -hmm. song trust. I mean, there's ways now mm -hmm. to mm -hmm. put out a record on your own, right? Mm -hmm. and, and distribute it where people can buy it. Like mm -hmm. I couldn't, I could not 20 years ago on my own Akili Nixon music right. without any money right. and have my record distributed in every tower of records in America. Right. It just couldn't right. do that. Mm -hmm. But today, people, if they get their music on Apple Music, I can today for almost no money get mm -hmm. my song on Apple Music today. Mm 
mm-hmm. where people can go to the store and buy it, mm-hmm. or Spotify, or I mean, I can do that today, right? Mm-hmm. But in terms of the record companies, um, there's just three big games in town right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and, 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 but, but I wanted to say that I don't think it's, there's ever been a better time to be an artist, really. There's just never been a better time because before there were just, you had to go through gatekeepers to, mm-hmm. to, to, to make music at a professional level, right? Mm-hmm. If someone else didn't believe in you enough to put you in their recording studio that had a million dollars worth of equipment in it, you actually could not record a record in the old days. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Today, those gatekeepers are gone. Today, you can make a record quality recording, right? A radio quality recording at home, mm-hmm. right? That's I true. can do it with a computer, mm-hmm. Logic Pro, good mic. Mm-hmm. Um, good preamp. <laughs> I mean, mm-hmm. I can do that at home now. I can make mm-hmm. a radio quality record at home. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I can get that record where it's accessible to the whole world to buy. I can do mm-hmm. that now. Mm-hmm. Now the whole world may not know about it. Mm-hmm. Like, nobody will know about it except you and your friends. Mm-hmm. But the gatekeepers are kind of gone now. Good and bad. That's good and bad. Where in the old days, I don't know how many records came out every week. The record mm-hmm. companies re- would release new music on like Tuesday. So many would come out a week. Where today, I mean, it's an ocean of people that can record an album at home and release it from their living room. And so how do you stand out in that ocean of music? You know, that, that's, that's, that's another show for another day. Mm-hmm. But as an artist there, and as a writer, because I'm both, there's just so many ways so many opportunities to make money Mm -hmm. in the industry because like i said those rights we were talking about when you write a song and record a song and you own all those rights you own those rights Mm -hmm. um when that song gets played you know on youtube you know there's a license fee that comes with that when your song is is being listened to on spotify there are you there are fees that come with that when your song is downloaded on apple music you get paid for that if you're so, I mean, so in today's world, when you write a song, there are, uh, or you sing a song, it is, um, there are so many ways for an artist to actually put it in front of the world mm-hmm. to make money. Again, the world may not know who you are, but there are so many ways, you know, to get it in front of the world. And you just couldn't do that 20 years ago. I couldn't 20 years ago make a record in my garage and say, yeah, go get it at Tower Records. Gotcha, gotcha. Go, go pick it up at, um, go pick it up at, uh, at, at Target. Then Target, uh-huh. 20 uh-huh. years ago, you just, you couldn't distribute a record yourself. Today, you Got um, and, and final question, since you just kind of touched upon that, is there a, a um, I hate to use this term, but I'll go ahead and use it. Is there like a one-stop shop where like you said, where you talk about uh, you can get paid through like a YouTube or you can get paid through uh, Apple. How do you make sure that you, if, if there is money to be made, that you're making it through like those, those avenues? Do you go to them individually? Is there like a one-stop place? I mean, how, how does that question. work? That is such a good <laughs> question. Um, so <laughs> that is the best question ever, Eddie. So one day, when you have sponsors for your show, we will be able to plug 
some of the ways that are really easy for artists to do this. I'm not in the business of giving free plugs, but uh, I will. But I will say this: the answer is yes. Okay. You don't need a record company to do that today. Okay. Today, you can hire a third-party service, so that that will, so that when you put your music on iTunes, when someone downloads it, you get your cut. Mm -hmm. Get their cut, you get your cut. When your song, someone's playing it on YouTube, YouTube gets their cut, you get your cut. Mm -hmm. When your song is, and there's different types of terrestrial radio, there's, there's like radio where you're in your car listening. When your song is played um, and there's performance royalties, every time it's played on the radio, you get mm -hmm. your cut, right? Um, traditionally, um, uh, I will say those performance royalties, the major organizations are still who they are. ASCAP, BMI, CFAC, that hasn't changed. Um, but it's a little different now because now people are using, you know, Pandora, which you can't really control what you listen to. And that's kind of one way to get paid. I won't really get into that. Mm -hmm. Versus a Spotify where you can pick the song you want to listen to. And that's a different way. That's interactive internet. That's a different way to get paid. I will say the answer is yes. That you can very, very easily set yourself up so that when there are royalties coming from these different sources, they are all coming to you. Nice. Okay. There are various services that exist to do that. And when they sponsor your show, we'll plug them. Mm -hmm. When they sponsor your show, we'll plug the service that I would use, I would recommend for making sure you're getting all your performance royalties. There's a service I would use to make sure you're getting all your mechanical royalties, right? From like a Pandora, a non-interactive um, internet uh, station. Uh, there's uh, to make sure you're getting all the money you should get from YouTube, to make mm -hmm. sure there are services that for a, I think, reasonable fee will make sure that you get all the money you are entitled to and they'll give, you can look, you can get an accounting, see what you're owed, see what money they're supposed to get you, move that money directly to your bank account. It is very easy to do, but they don't get free plugs until they, <laughs> until they sponsor your show. I when love they, it. When they sponsor your show, we'll plug those it. services, but those services exist. You can absolutely do it on your own and, and have agreements with a, just a few key services to make sure all them checks come straight to your house. Got it, got it, got yes. it. Yes, easy to do. Akili Nixon. Hey, is it is it okay for you to do your own plug here? I mean, can, can you do that uh, in, in lieu of, I mean, like, because of what you do, like I said, what I, what I call your day, your day job, <laughs> can you like, you know, tell us how, how we can find out what you're doing, whether it be that or switch, like I said, um, how, do we, how do we find out all things uh, Akili Nixon? I am not, see, look, I don't have it together, man. Like, <laughs> like I don't have it together. This, and this is, this is a lawyer talking, do you hear this? <laughs> I don't have it together. Like, you know, like when I look at Philip, like man, Philip Ingram has it together. Tell me about it, tell I me mean, about it. I mean, the website, the mm -hmm. music, mm -hmm. I don't have none of that. <laughs> I, don't have any of that. <laughs> I don't have any of it. I guess I guess in some cases, that's probably a good thing for you, right? <laughs> I'm just a low key lawyer singer 
enjoying life. I, hey. I don't have with Phil Lopez. I wish hey. I did. With a wealth of knowledge, man. And uh, <laughs> man, first of all, I can't thank you enough for, for you sharing that, that, even just that little bit with us. I, I really appreciate that. Oh, it's yeah. my pleasure, Eddie. I'd say I've been lucky enough that we've been able to do, you know, I've been on, I've been on the switch ride for 20 years. Mm -hmm. and, mm -hmm. and being able to sing with you and oh, sing man. the switch has mm -hmm. been the highlight of my life. I want all the fans to know, I used to, I was one of those guys that, man, I was such a big Switch fan. And, and back then, Eddie, you know, you had a lot more hair. <laughs> <laughs> Boy, you snuck that one in, didn't you? <laughs> I, I used to refer to that as 50 pounds of hair ago. <laughs> so, oh yeah, back, yeah, I had 50 pounds of hair ago. <laughs> and the cool thing is every member of the group was so identifiable individually. Thank like you. every fan knew every member of the group. Mm -hmm. And as I sit here today, the fact that you and I are such close friends and such close brothers, it, it, it is truly a life that's good, I tell you. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. I really appreciate it. And then, like I said, I mean, you know, excellent, excellent, excellent singer, excellent, excellent musician. But again, I mean, the daytime job always gets me. It's like, man, but you guys, you guys don't know him. You don't, you don't know. And literally i mean what what the world sees of you is brief by comparison you know um he comes on and he does his show and all that stuff and needless to say blows the audience away and then monday he's back doing like that other thing that's like oh my god <laughs> so, so and again and and oh and we didn't even talk about i'm a huge fan of nasa by the way huge oh. fan of NASA, right mm -hmm. we didn't even talk about that part no <laughs> <laughs> that that you know you had like a little thing with you were in with NASA for a little bit. Yeah, 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 yeah. I've had a very very interesting career. I did. I worked at the chief counsel's office at NASA for a while. I was at NASA for six years. And, and 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 for those looking at the Kiwi now, what are you like twelve? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was good. Man, run. I like yeah. <laughs> awesome, awesome. Well, again, Akili Nixon. Thank you. Thank you Thank so you, much Eddie. for doing this, this for me. Fun, I really awesome. Awesome. And all right, uh, for those that are watching, Akili Nixon again, thank you so much for being on the playground. And thank you all for watching. I hope you got uh, I hope you got some information from this. Like this is a master class on the music industry. I hope you got it. So again, thank you, sir. Appreciate it. Thank you, Eddie. All right, brother. All right. All right. All right.